Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Imagine a year where kid movies are sad. They're really sad and they make you feel bad and sad. <laughs> what year is that, Sandro? It's 1943, you sad little child. <laughs> Welcome to Oldie Buddy Goody. Oh my goodness, it's Oldie Buddy Goody. We are, this is a big episode. This is a big episode. We're, we're returning to a franchise we did during our first ever year of the show, Lassie. We're doing the original Lassie. This is great. And to celebrate, I'm out here in the South. I'm in Texas for some reason. I don't know why. I just thought I'd come to Texas. It's 1943. I'm traveling through time. My name is Sandro. I've got to try and find some random person for uh, my co-host Zach to teleport into so that we can review this Movie! Oh my goodness me, there's a roar. What, what was that Excuse roar? Me. Oh. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem, sir. I just, I'll be on my way. I, you look familiar. Sorry, have we met before? I don't think... I, did, I mean, you may recognize me from my copious amounts of tigers I'm taking for a walk here. Copious amounts of tigers... No, you can't be Tiger King. It's 1943. You're not born uh, yet. You can't be. You, you can't be Tiger King. Time's not that messed up. Tiger King. I've been called that before. You've been called that before. Yeah, by that bitch, Carol Baskin. Oh my God! It is you, Tiger King. I hate that bitch. Can we calm it down with the bitches there, uh, Tiger oh, King? Oh, sorry. Is this a is this a PG episode? Ah, no. You can say whatever you want, honestly. I don't really care. Oh, fuck Carol Baskin. (laughs) Wow, Tiger King. Hang on. It's 1943. I know time's messed up because of uh, a lot of shenanigans. Go back and listen to previous episodes for the information on that. But I didn't think it would be so messed up for you, uh, such a famous human being, to be stuck here in Texas in 1943. Well, Sandro... I got offered a deal by some weird gizmo man with some time-traveling device. He said he could get me more tigers, and I was fully down for it. Didn't realize he'd send me back in time so I could find, you know, tigers before they became even more rare and extinct, and I could cage them up, and I was like, hell yeah, let me get some tigers. Oh my god, you're taking tigers from the past to put in the future? That's, that's animal time trafficking! Uh, yeah, somewhat, yes, Sandro. You could be arrested for that. I could be arrested for that, but that would require witnesses. 
But I'm a witness. You see, here's the thing. I'm sorry to tell you, but this fancy man offered me this deal as long as I set loose my tigers on you and murdered you in a tiger-related incident. Your ti- Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and those tigers right there. Oh, they're growling, aren't they? Then that's not- That's not some stock sound effect off YouTube. That's actual tiger growls. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. Suddenly, they sound a lot more realistic. They're a lot scarier when they do that. Oh my god, are you gonna set them on me? Is that what you're gonna do? I'm absolutely gonna have to do that. I apologize for that, though. Because really, all I wanted to do was find baby Carol Baskins <laughs> and murder her. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. That seems like what you would do time travel stuff for. Alright, I'm gonna release my tigers, but oh, I'm gonna no. dramatically wait. I'm gonna count down from five. Oh my god. And then once I've counted down from five, I'm going to then release the tigers. I need to get you. out my anti-tiger spray that Five, I've created in between episodes. Four. Oh, I'm gonna aim it at the tigers. Uh, was it two? Yes. No. No. Three's after four. Tiger King. Uh, you, you're not number king. That makes sense. Yeah. Look, I have over at least a hundred tigers. Like, oh, you you stop counting after a while. You right. just got so many tigers. Oh yeah, I was gonna kill you. Oh my god! The Tiger King, I can't remember his actual name, but he's been transformed into Zack. Whoa! Holy crap! Why are there so many tigers? Uh, yeah, ti ti Tiger King was sent back in time oh. to do some animal time trafficking, oh. which is a very funny pun, and I'm gonna keep saying that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I could control these tigers on this very short leash. I'm oh. just gonna let them go off into the wilderness That's of fair. Texas. That's fair. And hopefully there's no consequences for this. Be free, tigers! Oh my god, they're chasing the orphan! Whoa! Oh my god! Oh, I should've, I should've made sure the orphan was in a safe position before doing- Oh my god! Let's move on with the episode then. Hello, Zach. Speaking of animals loose out in the wilderness. Oh, it's time to talk about Lassie comes home. Lassie come home. Lassie, get your butt home, you dumb dog. <laughs> You're actually very smart. You're a great dog, Lassie. You're a really good dog. Uh, was the movie good though? I don't know. Zach, in 1994, when we covered that movie, we did the, the 1994 movie Lassie, purely because I had a copy of it on DVD from my grandma and I had never watched it before. Yep. <laughs> from memory, that episode was really mean, <laughs> but uh, I, I remember enjoying recording that one. I don't. I have no recollection of that movie. I'm trying my hardest to recall anything about that movie and i cannot the only things i can remember is some kids smoked at one point and lassie slow-mo jumped out of a window <laughs> that's all i can remember yeah all right she did do that didn't she team up with another dog or something or some other animals maybe or is that a different one i cannot remember i don't I, know i actually can't remember anything from that movie which probably doesn't bode well for it Anyway, you can probably check out that movie in our back catalogue, but uh, we're doing the first ever Lassie movie now, Lassie Come Home. I have nothing to say about it. So, Zach, what's your first impression? Whoa! Hey, this was pretty good! This was pretty... I was like, nah, boo-boo, stupid dog. I'm not gonna like your stupid film. You fucking make me care about some stupid dog because you, you think you're so cool back in 1940... Uh, what was it? Seven? Three. 
three. Ah, that was close enough. Uh, counting's hard. There's a lot of tigers running around. Um, <laughs> the, the sound effect's still going. It's honestly impressive. Whoa! Oh my god, yeah. I sound terrifying. No, it was pretty good, actually. I enjoyed it. Okay. I was trying not to enjoy it, but then I was I was going to come and be on, ah, I did a fucking dog, stupid dog movie. I hate dogs. And I hate dog movies. And it, nah, no, nah, I kind of liked it. I kind of enjoyed it. And of course, I got sad at the end because it was being mean to a dog. Fuck you, movie. <laughs> you tear-jerking motherfuckers. <laughs> dogs are my weakness. I love how it's like, we didn't pick them, but some options over the last few few weeks have included Dumbo, have included Bambi, two very sad kid movies, and this is another very sad movie for kids. Like, <laughs> Oh, I didn't, I wouldn't have cried at Bambi. That movie's just hilarious. When, when the mum gets shot. <laughs> You're a bloody psychopath. Mate. You're a bloody psychopath, I'll tell you that much. No, that movie was pretty sad. Um, I, I don't. I, this film was kind of, I thought it was kind of boring. I thought it was kind of not bad. I was just like, I don't, here's my thing with this movie. It's meant to be British. Mm. All the actors are meant to be British and the actors are British, but no one talks like a real person. (laughs) And it really made me, I just, I just couldn't get on board. Are you insulting all of Britain right now? Is that what you're doing? No, like, the acting was kind of terrible. The editing was kind of terrible. The only good stuff in this was the dog. And maybe the kid. He's good too. But, like, I was like, I don't... I don't know. And it was kind of boring. I thought it was kind of boring. I hate to say it. Pretty sure that's just how the, the, the British talk back then, you know? Well, there's a couple ones. Like, at some point, Lassie comes across a travelling salesman and he's all, all like... Mm. Got to get the milk from Co. Like, he talks like that. And I'm like, that's pretty on point. That's pretty on point. Mm-hmm. But the mum was like, ah, oh, child, thee be tired. And I was like, no one talks. Like, <laughs> when is this set? <laughs> they might have talked like that. You don't know. I mean, actually, you would know. You've been living in the century right now. It is exactly. that time. I was going to criticize you for not living in that time, but it's literally this time. You've had a year yeah. of hearing people talk. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. I'm so sorry. And everyone talks like an Australian guy doing an accent. That's that's, yeah. that's <laughs> what everyone sounds like during this time. <laughs> Weird, that. But yeah. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. Like, there was some good stuff in this. That There was definitely some tear-joking moments, uh, particularly because um, um, I'm not living at my old home anymore but uh, we have we have had to say goodbye to the dog that was there for quite a few years recently so there were some points in this movie where i was like oh that's hitting a little bit hard but yeah it was also kind of boring i don't know the final hour went on for like three hours too long (laughs) (laughs) wow Wow. Okay, that's fair. I I I enjoyed this film. Maybe maybe I I had uh, enough beer with me to carry me through the dull moments. Oh, uh, believe me, I had three beers watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you had too many beers. Uh, but I I I enjoyed it. I was just kind of chilling. Um, so these sort of long periods, I was kind of down for it. I was just kind of in a zen mode when watching this film. Which probably helped me uh, get through it, because it did feel a bit long. But I I actually enjoyed it. I think as well for me, it's also a case of, like, this is an MGM movie, 
uh, you know, especially considering everything that they did with, with with the Wizard of Oz, I was always like, ah, yeah. Was this safe for the dog, though? Like, yeah. there would be some scenes that I'd be like, uh, that That, that was the question I was going to come in today. It's like, so, Sandro, how many dogs? Just one. Just one dog. Just one died? Oh my god. No, as in one dog <laughs> played Lassie, and that yeah, dog yeah, continued yeah. to play Lassie for another eight years. Wow! That dog was Lassie in so many movies. Oh, that's awesome. What a, what a, what a bamf. The dog was called Pal. He oh, was a male, a uh, rough collie performer. The king. Uh, the first dog to be Lassie, and um, great dog. Great dog. Yeah, very good. Great doggo. Good dog. Great doggo. So this is the first Lassie movie, yeah? Well, the book came out like three years before this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just I'm just double checking. This is the first ever Lassie movie. Was there a TV show production or like a Flash Gordon like weekly series? Oh, beforehand. That is a good question. Uh, there were TV shows, but they were more in the fifties and stuff. Like a lot later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Because it had uh, it had a lot of color in it, and I was not expecting color. When I think of like the first Lassie, I think of a black and white film. Ah, but that must have come after this. That will, will probably would have been the TV show then from the fifties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, I was a little confused on that aspect, but then I was like, yeah, this is actually a very colorful film. Yeah, very beautiful. It was it was shot in Technicolor, which is odd. I think it's just because it's MGM and they had a lot of money. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's probably why. Oh, but it's it's great. It's gorgeous looking at points. So mm. I was like, oh, I was not expecting this. Ooh, look at that! Very pretty, very nice. It definitely was. Yeah, and there's some moments where it's just like Lassie out in nature, and uh, it all looks quite good. But yeah, I thought the boy the boy's acting was pretty acting, but <laughs> he actually wasn't on screen for that much. I mean, he did have one scene where I thought it was pretty good, where uh, he got given a gift, but beforehand he thinks he's getting Lassie back. Mm. And so he has to take the gift and pretend he likes it. And he's like, oh yeah, that's... Uh, absolutely smash it. What does he say? He says something very specific. Oh, oh, no, he's like, that's champion. That's champion. Champion, that's right, yeah. He says, that's champion, but you can tell he's sort of cut up about it, and I'm like, ah, that's pretty good. The actor who plays Joe uh, is Roddy McDowell, who's a very popular actor. Um, He was also in My Friend Flicker the same year, which is about him and a horse. Ah. I've not seen the original, but I've seen the remake. I think I know which one of these series picked up, you know? I haven't heard of Flicker the Horse so much. Flicker did kind of well. Like, it, you know, it's also kind of well-remembered. But I think maybe because Lassie had the TV shows, it has that upper hand. Yeah, I think Lassie got the upper hand because it's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And not a horse. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Roddy McDowell, he played Cornelius and Caesar in the original Planet of the Apes movie. Whoa! What? Oh my god. He was pretty good. Yeah, he kept acting, like, right up until he died in 99? No, Mm. in 98. His last movie appearance was A Bug's Life. Wow. But he was still doing stuff in the age of animation. Damn, that's crazy that he's, like, in this and then all the way up till now. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. 
He did talk like a middle-aged British housewife every now and then, though. The same issue I had with the kid performer from Captain's Courageous, but I think that just might be the accent that kids did at the time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the style of writing as well. Mm. Like, because of these and thous, they come from a sort of theatrical theatre production sort of thing. And... And a lot of early movies, you know, they were just uh, fancier plays that they would do for movies and stuff. So you got a lot of play acting and a lot of play writing. And so it sort of translated across. And I kind of like that. Maybe that's why I enjoyed this more is because I, I just didn't notice that they weren't talking like real human beings. <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, yes, I know thee and thou. That's what I use all the time. Yes. I live in... Uh, 1940s British Commonwealth household. Ah, yes, thee and thou, yes. Yeah, Mm. well, I mean, I did want to see who this was written by, and the book is written by a guy who we'll get to later, but the script of this movie was written by a Canadian lad. So that could potentially be why no one sounds like they're actually British. I've been to Canada before. They, They actually say thee and thou all the time over there. Even nowadays. Oh, you know, really? So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes total sense now. It doesn't make sense, of course, for the British to be saying it, but it makes <laughs> Exactly. Yep. I, I'm trying to think of like other stuff that we can say. I mean, we kind of, yeah, like, do you feel like they tortured a dog for this movie? I think there's some parts where I'm like, on screen, it's definitely a bit brutal if you love animals, but I think they maybe filmed it safely. Like, there's some stuff here where Lassie gets into some trouble... I, I didn't see any doggo abuse no. on screen, which I was looking for. I was I was keenly looking for it. They do make a dog swim, but, like, it looks like the, it's cut between. Yeah. And there's no, like, going through a rapids or anything like that. No, it's just, you know, you take a swim. Honestly, the dog looked like it was having a great time, so. Yeah, that, that's a thing to, like, note, is there's only one scene where Lassie doesn't have her tail up, and that is, uh... The storm sequence, I think? Yeah. Where she's, like, running through a storm? Yeah, the, the dog probably felt a bit uncomfortable when they, you know, got a watering can, <laughs> trenched her. <laughs> trenched it was probably it. freezing cold. And also, the dog has to fight another dog. And that was a bit like, oh, those two are, those are two dogs fighting. But then I noticed, oh, their tails are up. They're having fun. Yeah. They're having fun. They're, ha- they're tussling. Yeah, they were doing a play fighting thing. That was still very concerning when that happened, actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not great. I mean, the dog did go on to act for, what, eight more years? The dog lived to be 18, which is very old for a dog. Yeah, yeah, that that is very old. So they probably kept, you know, kept it pretty happy. Yeah. By the sounds of that, it had a pretty good one if it lived to 18. So there you go. That's true. Oh, I love here on the dog's Wikipedia page, it says, uh, Pal was a male dog performer and the first dog to perform the fictional feline collie Lassie in film, television, and radio. Just get sound effects of a dog. Don't bring the dog into the radio studio to play lap. I mean, it's authentic, but... I mean, Sandro, how do you think sound effects are made? No, like, I'm just imagining, like, them bringing Lassie into a studio and being like, now bark, dog. You can get any dog bark from, like, the years of radio that you've made so far. Sure, sure. But, you know... They could probably use some more sound effects. Like, you gotta go out and make the sound effects first before you can use them. 
No, it's true. It's true. It's just kind of funny that she played herself on the radio, even though she's a dog. I just think that's kind of funny. I think it's authentic and good and good on them. I would like the authentic Lassie sound effects. I don't want any old stray mutt sound effects like you. I I want to know that the uh, actor Mm. of Lassie, the professional dog, was there to bark in the studio for them, you know? Back in the day, they had a bit of integrity, you know? A bit of integrity, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to really mention in non-spoilers. Like, this is a very spoilery movie. Like, if you've seen Lassie and you're like, I want to see the first Lassie, watch this. I I think if you're a kid, you'd probably like this as well. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a much better kids film. Yeah. Maybe the, the, like, more adult aspect of it, Mm. um, you know, like the crippling poverty is definitely more of a relatable subject, especially nowadays, seeing as we're going into a recession. Um, but, uh, you know, it's more of a kid's film, so uh, you show it, show it, watch, it, watch it with your kids, watch it with your cousins, yeah. watch it with someone young. Watch it with your nieces and nephews. Or, or if you're young, just watch it. No, it's a good film, I guess. I don't know. I was kind of bored. I'm going to give it an oldie because I don't really care, but it's fine, I guess. Wow. Because I know that you're going to give it a goodie, so... (laughs) Wow. Wow. You're assuming. You know, I'm going to give it an oldie just out of spite. Oh, my goodness. Then we're both boo-booing this fine film. How about (laughs) that? How about... No, I'm giving it a goodie. I'm giving it a goodie. Like, I think it's fine, but it's, like, the opposite side of fine that Hold That Ghost was, whereas I was engaged with Hold That Ghost the whole time, but I still think it's, like, a three out of five film. I think this is a three out of five film, but I was kind of bored, so... <laughs> ah, I, I think it's a... I think it's a 3.5. Boom. Whoa. Got him. 3.5. And I enjoyed it. And I think anybody who's interested in, you know, the concept of Lassie, a little dog adventure movie go watch it yeah go watch it it's a good fun time i would suggest uh go watch it it's a good movie i'll give it a goodie um i don't is there anything else to mention before we get into spoilers i'm having a look here i mean it's based off a book and the movie does open with a weird like it's so weird so so it opens with like a narration being like the book was written by Eric Knight, who fought in the First World War as a Brit oh, and yeah. died in the Second World War as an American. This movie is about how great America is, but also it's about the spirit of Yorkshire. And I was like, kind of weird for you to put that at the start of the movie and just talk about how great America is. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I like the dedication. The way the dedication was, was very weird. That is a weird, like... Oh, yeah, America's great, but you know what's greater? Yorkshire. (laughs) It's not like, you know what's greater, it's like, but you know what is also great? The spirit of the people in Yorkshire. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. No, I'm pretty sure uh, the entirety of Yorkshire is better than the entirety of America. Yorkshire? You're from Yorkshire? I love being from Yorkshire, innit? Go Yorkshire! I love drinking from water bottle when I'm in Yorkshire. I I love going for a raiding pond. I love writing dedications to authors, but also bragging about how great Yorkshire is, isn't it? That's right. I love... That's more of a Scottish accent, but I don't care. I love going to Letterbox and getting myself letter. <laughs> I just really like how they talk. It's because they leave out random words. I like it. It's good. I mean, we can relate to that. 
we're as Australians, we're trying to reduce the amount of lingo we're saying out our mouth holes constantly. Gosh, howdy, it's me, Selly McSeller, and you know who I love more than Colonel Sanders? Why, it's Zach, Sandro, and Nicolas Cage. He's my favorite actor, and they're my favorite podcasters. And that's why I'm so excited to say that over on Patreon.com forward slash pod, they're doing three months of Nicolas Cage again. It's the Cage-a-Rama, Volume 2, starting with Ghost Rider 2, and here's a fucking clip for your ear holes. There's a bunch of, like, animated exposition drops throughout the film, and we see one about the devil. You know, he's been, like, various historical figures yeah. throughout history. He's been <laughs> one of the Huns. I think it's, like, he's, like, Attila the Hun or something. Yeah, he's Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, a bunch of people. That's um, what I noted. And uh, the devil was Stalin. Yep. Not Hitler? You're choosing historical people to make the devil, and you choose Stalin and not Hitler? Stal- Stalin was... The Stalin was pretty fucking bad. Stalin was bad, but Hitler... But, but not Hitler? Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this for so long. Cagerama 2, and it's starting right now over on patreon.com forward slash pod. You better love Nicolas Cage, because they're doing seven movies over six episodes over three months. Patreon.com. Get ad-free and bonus content there now. Time to get into spoiler. If you have not seen film, maybe go watch film. It's set in between World War One and Two. Uh, all of England's sad and depressed because it's the Depression. Mm. There's the there's two adults. They got a kid called Joe, but the two adults are like, we got this big dog. We got this big dog, and the big dog eats so much food, so we're gonna get rid of the big dog, and get some money. I'm sorry, gotta buy more tigers. Gotta sell this dog. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, it's very sad because, of course, the. Everyone in the town knows the dog, of course. Of course. Um, because it's the one dog that exists in this town. It's the only dog that ever existed in Yorkshire, and still has to this day. Never yep. been another dog in Yorkshire. There's been no other dogs. But, like, it always goes to the school at exactly, what, four o'clock or three o'clock? The butcher has his, his like, pocket watch, and he flips out his pocket watch and nods at the pocket watch, being like, oh, that dog's on time. <laughs> and then you got the cobbler off the street, He's he nods his head. He's like, yeah, that yep. dog's got to pick up a boy. That'd be lassie. <laughs> I, I found that so fucking funny. I love that, because I knew they were going to do a callback at the end, and they did, and it was, it was, mwah. I was like, yes. It was pretty good. Um, I do like the, like... Yeah, like, Lassie is clearly a very smart dog, and I like how they portrayed that from the get-go. It was good. Yes. I I like the way they portrayed her as a smart dog. They didn't just uh, tell you she was a smart dog. They showed you. Yeah. Of course, uh, the, the gentleman, he doesn't want to sell his dog because it's his dog, but he has to sell the dog because they got to live. But you can, you can tell they were all sad about the dog. Aside from the mum. Now, the mum in this movie, I've got many questions about. She, <laughs> I came around on her near the end, but uh, yeah, I think it's a mixture of the acting is kind of terrible for her. Oof. This is not a good performance. She's very odd. I don't like it. Whoa. That's my hot take. Yeah. Well, it's interesting for me. I'm wondering if it was the script or her, mm. but she was obviously meant to be sort of hysterical a bit. <laughs> 
yeah, because it's the 40s and the women be crazy. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. And so she tries to act that way, but it doesn't feel natural because that's not how women exist. <laughs> that's not at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like the dad. I think the dad acting was good. Yes. But the mum, I was like, ah. Uh... It didn't feel very natural because, no. of, of course, when they sell the dog, she goes into denial. Yes. And says, oh, I wanted to sell the dog. I hated that dog. This is better than trying to take control of the dog. It was harder than trying to raise a kid. You stupid dog. I hate that dog. dog. We're going to save so much money now not having a dog. Yeah, which makes sense. But yeah, the way it's portrayed doesn't quite translate as well, which is unfortunate. Also, when they get rid of the dog, they don't. They don't tell Joe. Now, this was not good. I didn't like this. Maybe tell Joe that you're going to sell the dog. I know that, that it'll be harder, but Joe, how old do you reckon Joe is? I think he's like, maybe like 12. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 12. Yeah. Yeah. That's old enough to be f- like, to probably tell him that your dog's being sold. Yeah, but also that implies that they were good parents, um, which not all parents are, and not all of them are perfect, and breaking... I would never want to tell my son that I was selling his dog. <laughs> so you could, I could understand them be hesitant or wait till they've sold the dog mm. to to tell them. I can understand why they did it. I think it's a shitty move. Yeah, don't and do that. It's bad parenting, but I understand why it happened like that. You know, I mean, the dad's like, I'm a. I'm a man. I'm gonna provide. I'm a man. I'm a man. Men no emotions. I'm a man. And then the mum's like, I'm written by a man, so I'm hysterical yep. as well. Women be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And then Joe's like, Oh my god, you got rid of my dog. Probably should have known that from the the start of the movie. When my mum's like, Yeah, go out and have outside time with Lassie. It's very important, especially right now. Probably should have picked up on the signs that that means something. I mean, yeah, but as a kid, I wouldn't have expected that to mean we're selling your dog. It's true. It's true. As an adult watching this film, I didn't expect that to mean oh, we're selling your dog. I thought it was like the dog's birthday or something. I was like, oh, they're gonna do something nice. It's gonna be a little (laughs) celebration. Oh my god, they're selling the dog! Selling the dog. And they sell the dog to the Duke. Mm. The Duke. Now the Duke is great. I love the Duke. (laughs) The actor who plays the Duke is so funny. Yeah. It 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 is oh yeah, very well acted. And I liked uh his uh was it granddaughter? Yeah, yeah, his granddaughter Priscilla. Yeah, uh, she had uh, very good acting in this film. Um, Also, I think it might be a slightly unrealistic depiction of the rich. What do you mean? But I'm going to move on past that. (laughs) What do you mean? No, it's very much like a... It's kind of like a Colonel Sanders sort of rich boy. Yes. He's got the moustache. The actor, by the way, though, Nigel Bruce, was um, a pretty popular actor at the time because he was playing Dr. Watson on the, the, the Sherlock Holmes series that was currently going... He would make a good he would make a good Dr. Watson. I could see that. Good actor. Also, what does he do? He's a duke, but because he has a lot of show dogs. So is that how he makes his money? I uh, I don't think so. I just think he's a random rich person 
Uh, my my guess is investment in coal companies. Oh no! Um, that pump CO two into the atmosphere. Yeah, um, I love people who do that. They're my favorite sort of people. I definitely got the vibe that he just had dogs on his property and liked dogs. Maybe maybe he does do a bit of show dog on the side, you know, as like a hobby. He seemed pretty interested in dogs, but not necessarily his thing. When Lassie moves to her new place, though, she's not having none of it. Mm. She's uh, she's escaping. She's digging holes. She's jumping over the fence, actually <laughs> jumping over a fence. It was very impressive. And yeah. um, Mr. Hines is the kennel master, and he's not having none of it. He's like, Lassie, you dirty dog. And get back in this kennel. I'm going to chain you up. And the Duke is like, well, I think you're an idiot, Heinz. I'm beginning to think that you're a nincompoop. You're <gasps> a bloody nincompoop, Heinz. Ooh, savage. Absolutely savage. I liked the performance of the Kettle Keep. Like, that was, oh, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, a yeah. cartoon villain. It was so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think that's great. It was, he was a fun villain, you know, because he was like, oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to chain this dog up. I'm going to make sure they don't escape. And then another guy comes back and is like, Heinz, what the fuck, dude? Why are you fucking chaining up my dog? It needs to g- go on a run. God damn it, Heinz, you stupid fucking idiot. Where's your brains, Heinz? It's there on the floor and Lassie's eating it, you disgusting scum lord. Scoop up that, scoop up the, the poop pile that is your brains and put it back in and yeah. do right, you stupid idiot. Do right, Heinz, more like crimes, because that's what you're going to have to do to make money after I fire you, you piece Ooh. of tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, alright. You dumb dumb. Ah, uh, but Lassie's taken to Scotland. She's becoming a Scottish dogger. Yeah, she's taken to Scotland. Uh, I, I, have we talked about the granddaughter so much? I don't think we've talked about her enough. Not really, but she's, she's just in the place. I guess she lives with her grandfather and she's like, I like that dog. Oh, she's great throughout the movie. I liked her sort of character as like a smart little girl who picks up on things. Yeah. And- and the grandfather's like, yeah, you're the only one with gumption enough to talk back to me. Thank <laughs> yes. goodness you're here, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that dynamic between them. Where he's like this like big, rich uh, coal baron. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, ordering people around and everybody's, you know, scared that they're going to get fired or whatever. But this granddaughter's like, hey, grandfather, why the fuck is the dog tied up? Needs to run around. <laughs> Well, she talks back to her grandfather so much that in a scene where Lassie is being taken for a walk by Heinz, she escapes from the walk, she gets out of the collar, she runs off. Priscilla's like, oh, the dog's running towards the gate. I'ma open it. Let her out. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. That's pretty great. So they take her all the way to Scotland because she keeps escaping and trying to go back to her home, you know, to hang out with her kid. Uh, so then they take her all the way to Scotland, and what does she do? She escapes, and now she has to go from Scotland to Yorkshire. Scotland to Yorkshire. Now, my internet's been a bit fucky, but I'm putting my phone on data so I can see exactly how long it takes to get from Scotland to Yorkshire. (laughs) Yep. So it's about a five-hour drive, which on foot, um, for a human, is an 86-hour long walk. 86-hour walk. Whoo! It, look, it's doable, because it takes over several days for um, her to get there, right? Well, yes. And it takes several days, though, because as soon as she sets out, she's obviously got to, like, cross a lot of rocks and stuff. And we see Lassie 
like near the end of the day with just a bl- just completely bloody pause. And it was mm. like obviously, you know, it's like jam or something because the dog was licking them, which you know implies that they probably did that to get the effect of her licking her wounds. So it's probably jam, so it's fine. But it was still a very uh frightening image mm, of a dog mm. on screen with bloody paws because it's been running from scotland to yorkshire but yeah and then uh she uh crosses the channel yeah which is a pretty cool little scene we see her swimming along mm-hmm. i was like ah oh, this is it was quite pleasant i was like there's no crocodiles in britain right <laughs> um but <laughs> In Australia, my my first thought would be if you're crossing a water channel like that, I'd be like, "Oh, you're gonna get at by a crocodile. You fucked, mate. What the fuck are you doing? There's gonna be a fucking tiger snake in that water. It's gonna bite you. Oh, you fucked, mate. You fucked. Don't do." It. And then I remembered, oh, they're in Britain, actually. Yeah, nature doesn't want to just actively kill everything that enters it. Oh, no, it's the white people who came from Britain who want to kill everything. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I genuinely had that moment of like, wait, wouldn't she just die? And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not Australia. It's not Australia. So that's the first obstacle she's got to overcome. The second obstacle is, oh, she comes across a property, a property f- of sheep, a lot of sheep. Ah, uh, yep. And something's been killing the sheep. So there's some hunters with their dog and they're going to take the reward of one pound for killing the dog that's killing the sheep. And their dog is called Satan. <laughs> and that was funny. This <laughs> little on the nose. Little on the nose there. But luckily, for some reason, the hunter that's hunting the dogs with his gun, he's an old soldier, mm. but he doesn't want to kill the dog. He's like, hmm, let's wait and see if the dog goes for the for the sheep first. You know, maybe it's not a maybe it's not a bad dog. But then Lassie spots them. Oh. The other guy's like, oh, she spotted us. And he's like, oh, shoot. And uh, he tries to shoot Lassie and Lassie runs for it. That's right. And they set their dog on Lassie. And it's like, go get her, Satan, go get her. And I, at first I was like, is that a nickname? Is that a nickname for the dog? And they're like, this is a mean dog, gonna call it Satan. But then later on, they're like, oh my god, Satan's fighting Lassie. And I was like, oh, they really just called their dog Satan. Cool. No, 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 no. It was actually a nickname. Uh, the dog's name was actually Saturn. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they uh, they just abbreviated it to Satan. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Know, uh, because the dog was a piece of shit. It looked, it looked like a bloody mean dog. And quite frankly, I'm glad that Lassie killed it. It looks like a very friendly dog. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. When the dog looked walked away, I'm like, that is the least evil looking evil dog I've ever seen. It had his tongue out. Its tail was wagging. Yep. I was like, oh, that dog had a great time. So then Lassie, you know, she's been in a fight. She's gone through the river. It's raining. She goes to an old people's home. Uh, not an old people, not a retirement village. A house owned by some old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, she, she, uh, like, has to make her way through the rain. We see this very sad rain scene. And she's, she's stuck out in the rain. She starts crying. And the, the old lady, she hears the dog crying. She's like, honey... Oh, I think I hear something outside. Oh, do you bloody hear something, Ethel? You're you're always always hearing things. You're bloody hysterical. No, 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 no. I think I, I think I hear something outside. You should go check outside. Oh. You should go see what that is. 
gonna get me to go check outside. I, 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 I wasn't working in the water to go check outside. I'm bloody gonna All bloody... right, then if you're not gonna check outside, then I'm gonna check outside. I, what? Oh, women go outside. It's the depression era and I'm an old man. I'm gonna go get the dog. Blah, blah, blah. It's a dog. <laughs> I'm a current dog inside. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'll put dog by a fireplace. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly how that scene. That was went. spot on. That was that was like the exact scene from the movie. That was impressive. Wow, Sandra, you pulled that off well. So yeah, they bring the dog inside, and the old lady's like, "Oh, poor thing's not eating properly. Oh, she can stay here with us. She's our new dog." Yeah, I d- weird writing again for this character because she was like. We've given the other owners their chance. She's our dog now. And the way that she said it with such conviction felt almost threatening, but it was pretty funny. I mean, no, I'm pretty sure that's just how old people roll, Sandro. I don't know if you met them, but you do not mess with them. They don't give a shit. I guess. So yeah, they keep the dog, but then she realizes that uh, Lassie's on a mission. And she's just too polite to run away. Yes. You know? Even though she's been running away, that's... Kind of the whole point of the movie was that she ran away. <laughs> yeah, no, well, here's the thing, though. I think I think the old lady's right, you know? she, she These are old people, and so Lassie's being kind to them mm. because they're old people, and they were nice enough to let them in the house, unlike, you know, the previous owners would put her in a cage. Yes. Obviously, she doesn't want to be with them. It's not very warm and cozy there, whereas they're, like, putting her by the fire, like her old home, you know? But then, yeah, the old lady's like, all right, we've got to let Lassie go. And so Lassie heads off. Yes, Lassie heads off. Would you get a quote, though, when they are taking care of her, where um, they're giving Lassie some milk, and they're like, it's a good thing that I have milk with my tea, so I can now give it to the dog. And the old man's like, well, I heard that in America, they always drink tea without milk. <gasps> oh, that's because they haven't learnt, in- learnt any better, my dear. I was like, what the... What's this weird dig at America? <laughs> fucking got him. You know what? They still haven't fucking learnt. Look, they, wasn't this film directed or written by a Canadian? Yes, it's directed by an American, written by a Canadian. Yeah, that's very funny that they're dissing America. Uh, but also, also, in Canada they have bagged milk. So, they're the fucking, yeah. They're, they're, they got goon bag oh. milk over there. I bet it's alcoholic as well. Uh, no, they definitely have goonbag milk over there, but if we in Australia had goonbag milk, it would definitely be alcoholic. It would be. I love me some milk. Anyway, Lassie goes off and escapes. A Lassie runs runs through runs through England, trying to get to Yorkshire, and she comes across a travelling salesman. A travelling salesman with a small little doggo called Toots. Oh my god, Toots is my hero. Toots is the MVP of this film. I love Toots. Me and my friends all love Toots. Yeah, Toots, I've got to say it, Toots is a better dog than Lassie. <gasps> Toots, Toots is the best. I love Toots. Toots was my favorite. Uh, look, it gets preference because it also fucking dies, Sandro. Yep. It fucking yep. gets got. Toots, unfortunately, uh, in an incident where a bunch of men try to steal money from the traveling salesman, Toots gets hit by a stick, a big stick. She gets hit and she dies. 
This I was not expecting, and it was heartbreaking. I was like, no, not Toots. Toots was so good. Oh my god, no, Toots. I was I was so upset. It was yeah. Um It was I was expecting like something to happen like something really bad to happen to an animal in this movie because it's the 40s and it's MGM. I was expecting a broken leg, right? And then like the next scene you see like uh Toots walking around but one of the legs is in a splint. I was not expecting the dog to just die. I was like fuck, that's brutal. And also like I want to know how because then he picks up her body and cries about it for a bunch. That looks like an actual dog. Was she playing dead or I don't I don't want to know what they did. No. I don't want to know how they made that actually. Steve, you got the fake dead dog for the uh for the dead dog scene. Uh yeah, yeah, fake dead dog. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a fake one. Here you go. Mm, wow, you done well, Steve. This looks very realistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of jam there. Yep. <laughs> Am I right? Don't lick it. No, but it was definitely a fake dog. It was definitely a fake dog. It yeah, looked, yeah. yeah. It just, you, you know, this movie is Technicolor, but it's not as, I guess, well restored as Wizard of Oz or Robin Hood were, so there's points where it looks kind of janky, and there's, like, some VHS tearing and stuff on screen, so it's the clarity's not great. So I was like, yeah. the clarity is making that dead dog look like a real dead dog, and I'm uncomfy. Before before we murder this poor toots, uh, uh, we do get, uh, like, scenes with um, Lassie uh, traveling with the salesman, yes. and it starts out pretty great, because Lassie shows up, and uh, the salesman's like, oh, there's a dog. Oh, look at this little princess, you know, this little majesty. Oh, I'm going to try and feed her. Oh, but she's too cautious. She doesn't want to come over and uh, eat some food. Ah, oh, she's a scaredy cat. Yes. Ah, silly Billy. Well, come on, follow me and you can have some food. Now, this guy, uh, he he's he loves his dogs. He loves his dogs. We get a quote yep. from him during this portion of the movie. He's talking to Toots, and he's like, you know what, girl? Ah, oh, wait, no, I've got to do the voice. <clears throat> you know what, girl? You're half better than a wife. You're neat, you're clean, and when you're around, a man gets no back chat. He's just a lovely man. He's a lovely <laughs> man who respects women and dogs. Lovely, lovely, sexist do- dog lover. You know, he's he's a good he's a good man. He's a good man. Although, yeah, I loved when he's telling the, the dogs to do something because there's very much like, go on then, pick up blue ring. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I love the I love the accent. Yeah, I'm sorry if we got any listeners from Yorkshire and I'm making fun of your accent i'm not making fun of it i'm admiring it i love how you just forget words sometimes it's great i uh i'm making fun of you fuck you yorkshire you fucking learn to speak you fucking no no it's pretty good i like i like the funny accent as well uh but yeah the, he he he's a traveling salesman he sells like tea and other things yes he says it was uh, squashed by elephants and other and other things like that, and everybody's having a good time. But then, uh, then everybody's like, "Oh!" The little girl comes up. She's like, "Oh, where's Toots? Get, get Toots out here!" And he's like, oh, "All right, let's get Toots out here." And then Toots starts doing little little performing tricks, you know? Yeah. Toots Toots jumps through a little hoop, brings over the little hoop, and then jumps through the hoop. Yeah. She goes over to a ball and a little balance on the ball. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Toots is so great. Look at little Toots go. Amazing. And then he's like, but what about Lassie? Lassie going to do any tricks? And everyone's like, you can't expect lady like Lassie to do tricks. But maybe if I ask really nicely, 
She'll pack up all the props for me. Lassie, will you do that? And Lassie picks up the ball. Uh-huh. She picks up the ball. She puts it with the rest of the props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Because, of course, the salesman wasn't expecting the dog to be, you know, so obedient yeah. and well-trained. And he's like, oh, yes. See, it's important to say please, you know? And I was like, ah, this... <laughs> yeah, I love that. I forgot about that. There's a bunch of uh, ham-fisted lessons for kids in this movie. There's one where I think it's the dad is like, now listen here, Joe, you've always got to be honest as a man. You must always be honest. And it's like, the movie stops for 30 seconds for this lesson. But I feel like that's what a dad would do. Oh, like, it's definitely in character. It's just, it feels like the movie needed lessons for kids, so they added in a bunch of random shit like that. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I didn't feel that. I, I just felt these characters were definitely more like child figure, especially like the salesman. It felt like he was playing it up. Oh, yeah. To, you know, be a salesman sort of thing. So being the good influence on the kids, you know, so that the parents will buy more tea, you know, that sort of thing. It felt like sort of showy, you know, so I I didn't feel it was ham-fisted. It might have been in the books, actually. I could see the lessons being ham-fisted in the books. And so they were translated to the movie, actually. Yeah, I could see that. Um, But then Lassie, she's got to leave. And the salesman is like, oh... It's a shame you got to leave, but as I always say, if man don't like being alone, he should never have picked job of traveling peddler. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay. It's a weird thing to say all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's weird to always say that. But anyway, she's in the city now. She's in the city and she's being chased by dog catchers. So she jumps out of the third floor of a building and <laughs> breaks her legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, classic. We got some lassie jumping through a window shenanigans. Uh, Not in slow-mo this time, but I don't think they had invented slow-mo yet. So I'm pretty thankful for that. But she does (laughs) jump out of a window and then you get the sound effect of a dog being like, oh, I can't wait till they invent slow-mo and then use it for like 90% of the film. (laughs) Sandro just has to sit there and watch it. Oh, it'll be so good. It will be good for you. I mean, every time slow-mo goes on screen, I'm going to look over to Sandra and just be like, (laughs) he's suffering. But yeah, uh, Lassie eventually gets home, right, now? Yeah, she just goes home and she's like, she's whimpering at the door. The mum and dad are home and they're like, oh my god, it's Lassie. And they let her in. But as soon as they let her in, who comes knocking but the Duke? I like the dad. I quote here is like, well, if the dog wants to be here this badly, it's ours to keep. I have turned on a dime and we're keeping the dog now. But you you could tell, like, throughout the whole movie, all of them wanted the dog to stay. They're just, you know, too poor and all that. Anyway, yes, the Baron shows up and is like, eh, that dog of yours escaped, you know? And, mm. uh, well, it probably came over here. And they're like, what? What? No, not the dog? No, that's crazy. Oh, that's such a shame about that dog. Ignore the whimpering that y- you can hear from that door. Ignore it. There's no dog here. There's no dogs. Uh, let me open the- Oh, hey, here's a dog. What's this dog doing? Oh, it's sitting there. And the dad's like, oh, that, 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 that's not your dog. That's a totally different collie dog. You different can see this one. is just a, a mutt off the street. And then he's like, well, granddaughter, have a look at this dog. Have you ever seen this dog before I'm giving you a wink? I'm w- w- winking at your granddaughter. Oh, I see what you're putting down, granddad. 
Oh, you'd never seen this dog in my life. Why are you talking with an Australian accent, child? I've told you this before. I'm going to slap you. Whoa, 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 That's how you do parenting in the 40s. I don't remember that part of the movie. But yeah, no, uh, they're like, no, nah, we've never seen this dog uh, before, even though they clearly know it's the dog. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to let them keep Lassie. Yay. And also he's like, oh, and also we need a conclusion for this film. So uh, would you like a job taking care of dogs, sir? And he's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of some dogs for a job. That's right. So he, so the dad is now the new kennel owner. Yep. And that means, as we then see at the end of the movie, it's Joe and Priscilla hanging out on the, on the, uh, on the property of the Duke. And Lassie's got a bunch of kids. Yay, little puppies! Yeah. Oh my god, that was... <laughs> I love how they just, like, released puppies on the film set and they were just wandering <laughs> around every... I was like, ah, oh, that's so cute. What a cute ending. I was like, oh, thank goodness for a happy ending. If this dog film didn't have a happy ending, I was going to be very upset. But no, we had a nice happy ending where everyone's reunited, the dad's got a job again... As we got little lassie puppies, which they probably could give now to, you know, the the rich dude. So he doesn't lose on his investment of a dog, you know? And that's the movie. That's that's Lassie Come Home. Guess what? Lassie, spoilers, came home. Good on you, Lassie. You little doggo. What an absolute legend. Little legend. I like as well, though, how the movie's like, um... Lassie came home, but Lassie's like sprained all her legs. She's probably infested. Like they're gonna have to take it to the vet, and that's a whole lot of money to pay for the vet. Sam, the dad, he's just gonna be—he's just you know—he's gonna be making money, and it's all gonna be going towards that dog. I tell you what, Lassie, you wrecked that family's life for a year because they're gonna have to take care of you. Fuck you, Sandro. Stop fucking ruining this fucking film. Fuck you. It's all happy ending. Everyone lived happily after. And also, they probably just took it to the rich person and they solved all of its problems. That's true, actually. And also, Lassie is a very clean dog. We see that she licks her paws to keep her nice and clean. So I think the dog's fine. She just needed some food in her. Well, that's the movie. I, it's fine, I stand by it being an oldie because it was kind of boring, but also it's fine, I guess, if you like the sort of stuff, go check it out. And I liked it. I liked it because I liked the doggos, and the doggo lived, the doggos are pretty and I was good. like, thank God the dog didn't die. I mean, the other one did. I feel so bad for Toots. Toots was my favorite. When Toots came on screen, I was like, oh my God, this is what a good little, little Toots. It's good. It's good Toots. Good Toots. Yeah, that's what I call my toots. They're good toots. <laughs> and you can quote me on that one. <laughs> that's what I call my toots. They're good toots. Sajo. Just as I, it's as I always say, my toots are good toots. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, let's come up with a with a with a bloody remake. We're remaking Lassie, but before we remake Lassie, gotta go talk about the other Lassies. 
Oh, yeah, there's like a million Lassie movies and remakes, so we've got our work cut out for us. There's seven movies in the series started by the film we just did. The sequel is called Son of Lassie. Mm. Well, we did see a lot of puppies, so it makes sense. One of them, one of those puppies grows up to be Laddie. <laughs> That's right. Is that true? Yep. Is it actually called Laddie? Yeah, called Laddie. Oh my god, that's so dumb. That sounds like something we would come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, this does sound like something that we would come up with uh, when we were coming up with sequels. Every single sequel you came up with was, there's a war, and that's the plot of the sequel. There's a war. (laughs) And the Dukes... Oh yeah, we did used to do that a lot. The Duke's land is turned into a training camp for war dogs. So Laddie is taught to be a war dog. And then Joe... Makes sense. The kid from the first movie, he goes to war. He joins the Air Force and he's shot down over Nazi-occupied Norway with a stowaway in his plane, which just so happens to be Laddie. So they got to try and escape uh, Nazi-occupied Norway. Wow. That doesn't sound too bad, actually. That could be pretty good. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it. I kind of... Uh, yeah. m- to be honest, I kind of want to watch a war movie about Lassie's son. And it's interesting because it's like with Son of Lassie and then also with the third movie, which is called Courage of Lassie, the main dog isn't called Lassie, but the main dog is played by the actor who played Lassie in the first movie and they credit that dog as Lassie. The dog's name is Pal, but they credit the dog as Lassie. So it's like, starring Lassie as Laddie. Ah, that's funny. That's funny. So it became more about the dog actor than anything else, because the third movie is like completely its own thing. The dog's called fucking, um, the dog's called Bill. Bill. (laughs) The dog's called Bill in the third one. Oh my God. I would have never guessed that in a thousand years. That's so funny. Oh my god. They made a whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of stuff. I think after the sixth one, the dog uh, was too old, so they yeah. they recast the dog or something, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then there's a TV show that went on for ages. Uh, in the 70s, they tried to reboot with a movie called The Magic of Lassie. In this one, Lassie's American. Lassie's Ooh. from California. Yep. And it's a musical written by the people who wrote Mary Poppins or some shit. Oh, Apparently it's fine, but the problem is it came out directly after Star Wars and no one gave a shit. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no one cared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. No, that checks out. So that one did do well. There's the one in the 90s, which we already talked about, and then the one in 2005, which I think I've seen. It's like a it's fine. So let's come up with our own version of Lassie. Uh, Zach, what do you what do you think? I want to directly remake this movie. I want a movie about the dog going from Scotland all the way to Yorkshire. Uh, is it based this time or the original time? Mm, let's set it just before World War II. Why not? How does the dog get separated from the owners? That is my question to you, Sandra. Um, the dog gets... It's exactly the, the same. The dog gets bought. Okay. The dog has to come back. So you just, you're just making a one-for-one remake of this movie. No, I'm not making a one-for-one remake because in my version, the dog has a narration. What? The dog can talk. The whole movie is narrated from the dog's perspective. And who plays the dog? Jodie Whittaker, <laughs> Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker plays Oh my god, I hate this so much, I hate this, this is terrible, <laughs> but I'm down for it, absolutely, so that you can cast someone as the dog. Jodie Whittaker as the voice of the dog, and she's like, 
when I was out there in Scotland. <laughs> That's not how she sounds, but she's doing the dog voice. So I'm imagining we have like a schoolyard scene. Yeah. Where maybe the kid's getting bullied a bit about how he loves his dog. And he's like, it's the smartest dog in the world. And they're like, if it's so smart, can it do this? And then Lassie does it. And they're like, oh, oh. It does, like, maybe some basic math or something, and then it maybe does, like, some hopscotch, you know, does it, like, on the poor thing, and it's like, whoa! So you see this crazy dog stuff, and then even the bullies are like, that's a pretty good dog. That's a pretty good dog. Uh, Are we having the same plot where they just have to sell the dog? I guess because times are rough, they've got to sell the dog. I was going to say they, the Lassie gets dog-napped. Oh, that Lassie gets dog-napped by... Yeah, okay. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Uh, I'm going to say the bully's dad is like an evil, evil, evil coal baron. Yes, okay. And he gets and he gets his his goon, mm. his dumb goon to steal the dog. Mm. And so the, the goon steals the dog and then they go to Scotland. <laughs> and then the bully kid's like, Dad, isn't that the dog that belongs to that person? Isn't it wrong that we have it? And the dad's like, shh. You dumb boy, that's our dog. But then the the bully kid is like, I'm going to set the dog free. Go, run home. Mm-hmm. And then, then we have our dog adventure. Right, well then let's begin recasting. We've got to have Joe. Um, The only actor that I can think of is uh, she was in The Haunting of Blind Manor where she plays a child who's always like, perfectly splendid. And the whole time I was watching Blind Manor, I was very distracted because I'm like, that kid who's meant to be scary, sounds like Peppa Pig. And turns out that she was the current voice of Peppa Pig. So (laughs) I want her to play Joe. She's still like 12, so I think that she could do it pretty well. I reckon she should be the kid. How about the Duke, though? We've got to recast the Duke. Who do you reckon would be a good Duke? Yeah, and in my version, the Duke is just like a comic evil Duke. Exactly, yeah. Kind of like Cruella de Vil, but for dog pageantry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he he's he's like the the hundred Dalmatians one. Yeah. But instead of wanting to murder the dog for the coat, he just wants to keep it for the show so he can win the show. Mm. He's like, that will be the best dog in the show ever. I will win every year. <laughs> so someone a bit evil. We need someone with a good mustache as well. Ooh, comically evil. I mean, we can put a mustache on anyone, right? I can kind of see Will Forte doing a good job at that. He's a comedic actor. He's like MacGruber and stuff. He's pretty good in Sweet Tooth. It's a bit more of a serious role. Mm, He's very mm, funny mm. and he plays man children very well. (laughs) I was thinking of Hugo Weaving, actually. (laughs) Um, Which would be very funny to see him play a comically villainous person. Because he obviously he does he does a great villain yep. sort of thing. So it'd be funny for him to be like a twirling mustache <laughs> sort of villain. <laughs> he could definitely do it. I think he could definitely do it. Oh, and maybe then we raise the stakes. He keeps his accent. Oh, no, he is British. Because I was, was going to be like, maybe if he's the Duke, he brings Lassie to Australia. We up the stakes. Lassie's going to get from Australia Whoa. all the way to England. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I absolutely dig this because then we can have like a Lassie goes around the world. Yeah. And she doesn't go like 
straight to Britain. She zigzags across the entire world, like, taking trains, planes, and automobiles. Yeah. Uh, to, like, get to them. Um, okay, well then who else can she come across that we can recast? I want to do the travelling salesman. Oh, yeah. For him, someone not from Yorkshire, but someone from Liverpool. He's also in Doctor Who, so he's got reputation with Jodie Whittaker. John Bishop! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, John Bishop! Yeah! He'd be great. (laughs) That'd be so silly. Ah, that's great. We get him a bowler hat that he, like, flips out, you know, and he's got a cane and he does a dance with toots. Yep. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. Uh, is there any other characters? I guess the dad? Yeah, yeah, we could do the dad. Obviously, dad. So we've got the child. Yep. We've got the duke. We've got the salesman. And we've got the voice of Lassie. For some... <laughs> I don't know why we're doing that. Yeah. It's my idea. For we're your sick enjoyment. Um, yeah, we could have the, the dad... Uh, so anyone else, really? I mean, there is the, the like, evil goon, right? Oh, Heinz. Yeah, Heinz. We could recast Heinz. Mm, we could definitely recast Heinz. We need we need a henchman. Who would make a good evil henchman? Yeah, like, so someone who's a bit mean but cowardly, so it's kind of a joke. We could get Will Forte for that role. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they have a good mustache. Um, yeah, yeah. Have them as sort of the like rich henchmen. The they look like a butler. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But with like a bowler hat, and so they they're going around and they they're doing the their boss's bidding, but they look like proper and they hold a bit of authority, you know. All right, there we go. That's our remake of Lassie Come Home. Oh, we need a director. Lol, forgot that those are kind of needed. I can't think of anyone. Yeah. The guy who did Spy Kids, Robert Rodriguez, directs this. Uh, Joel Crawford. Joel Crawford. Who uh, has done Trolls. Yep. The Croods. Yep. And, most importantly, recently, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Oh, Puss in Boots is very good. That's a... He's an animation director, though. Yeah, uh, but, like, obviously it's a, he's mostly an animated director, but, like, Puss in Boots The Last Witch was a good adventure movie where they went from mm. place to place, right? So I'm thinking he would be good if you translate that sort of to real life sort of thing. Well, I'm having a look here. Like, the guy who directed The Call of the Wild, which is a live-action movie about Harrison Ford hanging out with a dog, was also the director of the original Lilo and Stitch. He directed How to Train Your Dragon. He's an animated director, which makes me think that you're right, Joel Crawford could then transition to live-action. Yeah. Because Chris Sanders, he did it. Yeah. So I think you're right. I I think Joel Crawford is the pick there. Yeah. Anyway, that's our remake of Lassie. And that's the entire bloody episode of Lassie Come Home. We're never doing a Lassie movie ever again. I tell you that much. Unless we do. Uh, But uh, I uh, hope we're done. Look, this Lassie was enough Lassie for me. Enough to Lassie a lifetime. I mean, I kind of want to watch the movie where Lassie and Joe have to escape. Sorry, Laddie and Joe have to escape Nazi-occupied Norway. Laddie, yeah, not Lassie. (laughs) Well, sorry, Laddie played by Lassie played by Pal. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I kind of want to watch that, but I also (laughs) won't. So anyway... I also kind of want to watch that. Maybe uh, maybe we have to do a Patreon. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Patreon, our Patreon is 
doing stuff and things right now because over on patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod where you can chuck in a couple dollars help out the show if you want we appreciate everyone who does that you get ad free episodes you get early episodes but you also get bonus episodes (gasps) bonus episodes and not just bonus episodes, Zach. R- right now, at the moment, we're in the middle of our Cage-O-Rama, which is three months of Nicolas Cage. Cage-O-Rama. And the episode out on Wednesday is Renfield. Renfield, Renfield. Spoiler for the episodes, it's really good. Go watch Renfield. Go watch it in cinema. Give them money, please. I want them to make a second Renfield. But <laughs> listen to our review. Yeah, that review's up there right now on a new Nicolas Cage movie. Very exciting exciting yeah yeah i love i love me some nick cage and it's been real fun we also did uh uh ghost rider 2 yes that one's out right now which was a movie i guess so check it out anyway zach you go pick next week's episode from 1944 while i say that you can also check us out on instagram facebook and youtube all the things link in the description Ooh. We have Going My Way. Going My Way. I think that's about a missionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We've got Gaslight. That's a pretty popular psychological thriller, but it's like not a... I have heard of it. I know Ben likes it. Um, I mean, that's that's where gaslighting comes from, I believe. You've got Cobra Woman. What? What is Cobra Woman? Cobra Woman. A man tracks down his kidnapped bride in a jungle. Cobra Woman. (laughs) Her twin sister is the queen or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Phantom Lady. Phantom, Phantom Lady. Lady. She's a phantom. We've got Cobra Cobra Lady versus Phantom Lady. <laughs> uh, You've got uh oh, the Scarlet Claw and the Pearl of Death, some Sherlock Holmes mysteries. Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes. Ooh, ooh. But Sandra. Yes. Sandro, I've picked out a movie, and uh, I think you'll be pleased with this. You're going to be pleased with it? Ooh. Uh, you see, we've done a movie quite similar to it. Uh, involved certain uh, people. Certain people. Turning into cats, perhaps. Oh, no. Yes. Sandro, I want to do Curse of the Cat People. Uh, you're picking the sequel to the film we did last week that you gave an oldie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought the other one was terrible, but maybe this one is good, Sandro. What? <laughs> Cass- okay. Cassandro. Cassandro, hear me out. In the first movie, the Catwoman clearly dies. Yes. Is clearly dead by the end of it. Yes. But... The actor comes back in this movie. So I want to see how any of this happens. I want to know. I need to know what's happening. All right. I want more cat people. You want more cat people. The Curse of the Cat People. The sequel to a film that you gave an Ollie that that (laughs) you're picking it anyway. (laughs) I'm picking it anyway. I'm doubling down, you know? This one can't be bad, surely. Surely. Speaking of cat people... I've got to leave the Tiger King. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, like, there's still a lot of tigers around. I can hear them. Very scary. All right, well, get out of the body of that man, because it's time time to wrap up the episode. I've got to talk to Tiger King. All right, see you later. Whoa!
There's tiger hair going everywhere. That rhymed. That that was a good rhyme right there. Oh shit, all my tigers are going everywhere. How could you have done this? I gotta go wrangle up my tigers. You gotta go wrangle up your tigers just like how you're trying to wrangle up the votes for the 2024 presidential campaign, Joe Exotic? I mean, compared to all the other candidates, I somehow look like I have a good shot at this. Like, honestly, if you think about it, like, would that be the most outlandish thing ever? Mm, not, not, not really, I guess. I guess you could probably win, I guess. <laughs> there's, there's no fucking way. I'm gonna have to let you go this time because I've gotta wrangle up me some tigers, but I'll get you next time. Joe Exotic, you got into NFTs in 2021. Joe Exotic, why did you, why'd you get into NFTs? Because they're a great investment for the future. You see, uh, this Harry Grindle Matthews told me to invest in, in crypto and, and Bitcoin. So that's what I'm doing. And look, he's a time traveler, so I can't, I'm not going to disagree with him. Wow. All right, uh, see you later. Bye-bye. Farewell, Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. What a great adventure that was. Can't wait to do more adventures. Ah, uh, next week here on the... Hey, Orphan, what do you think of Joe Exotic? I don't know what you're talking about, you blubbing C-section. Ah, oh, sorry, I think, uh, think one of my tigers bit off your orphan's leg. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh-huh.